Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, hi, and welcome to another 12 Habits episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn Awardner. And in this episode, I will be updating you on habit number one of 12 habits, which is meditation. And I'm so, so grateful already for everybody who's been in touch, for everybody who has followed along, who is really engaging in this so far. Um, I know that lots of you really enjoyed 26 habits and have been asking me to bring it back since that finished at the end of 2018. And all of the people who've been in touch saying how delighted you are that this is back and that we're doing it this way. Um, in 2022 just thank you so much because it's really validating if nothing else and I just really I really enjoy hearing from you so uh, 12 habits is where in 2022 for the whole year we will be leaning into a habit a month and leaning into because 26 habits was every two weeks and this time around we get a whole month to really really delve into the habit its benefits and to really live it and see how it feels, what it's like to live with this habit, how easy it is to incorporate it, what tweaks need to be made, how to kind of wriggle into all of those things. Because essentially every single habit that we are going to be tackling in 12 Habits, and I will be choosing the remaining 11 with your input. So please be ready, finger on the trigger for uh, letting me know what you want to cover next in the habits. The whole thing, the whole thing of this is that habits we we know what good habits are right we know the behaviors let's call them behaviors just for a moment we know the behaviors that elicit good results we know the behaviors that we have to do for good health we know the behaviors we need to do to be productive we know the behaviors that maybe would mean that we I don't know have a better quality of life for many many different reasons and yet these habits these behaviors can be really hard to implement they can be really hard to fit into your life and so what hopefully we will achieve with 12 habits is overcome these obstacles that present themselves that mean that we think that we can't incorporate these things into our daily lives when actually we can because I don't know about you I've set myself and I tend to set myself set a very high bar when it comes to setting goals and things like that and what happens is as soon as I hit failure or oh that didn't work today or I missed a day I immediately use it 
to uh, I use it as a stick to beat myself with I'm like, oh you're a failure again you failed again and that's actually not accurate it just means that maybe my first approach wasn't correct and maybe I need to think about how I can adapt it so that it does suit me because these habits will work but it's just figuring out how you can make them work for you. So this is what 12 Habits is about. And thank you to everybody who's shown so much interest in meditation. This is a habit that I chose and is the only habit that I will be choosing in all of the 12 by myself. And I chose it because at the end of 2021, nearly two years into the pandemic, I was beginning to feel a little bit rough around the edges, <laughs> just a little bit like my nervous system needed some <laughs> needed some needed a refresh shall we say and I was looking for the thing that would help and I was thinking about travel I was thinking about relocating all of these things and then Gillian Lavender from the London Meditation Centre who I'd been in touch with in the summer had sent me a copy of her book and it just so happened that I was getting in the bath one afternoon and I wanted something to read and I grabbed her book and I pretty much read it in that single sitting in the bath I was a prune by the end and realized this is the thing because in that book she outlines why you should meditate all of the proven benefits and every single with every single page I thought I want this I want this that's what I want that's what I'm missing I need this and so she as she had very kindly sent me her book and we had been in touch I said would you come on the show and explain this because I want to do it, but I've tried meditating before and I sort of feel like I've grown out of it. Like every time I try it again, it doesn't work. And we talked about that on the podcast. So if you're listening to this and you go back to the episode immediately before this one, it will be the full, like, I think it's like just over an hour conversation with Gillian where we talk all about this and about what I was feeling and about the obstacles that can essentially get in the way, get between you and meditating. And... I found it just really interesting and I just said right I don't care I, I I really want this book me book me into your next course and I didn't do the one before Christmas because Omicron was rife in London and I just didn't want to take the risk and miss out on Christmas with my family so I went to the first course in January and it's seven days since I finished almost to the minute in fact I've just looked at my clock and um it was a really incredible experience, transformative. And I'm so grateful for having learned about meditation in that way. So the type of meditation Gillian teaches is Vedic meditation and it uses a mantra. And it was two hours, it was four days and each day you do two hour sessions. And to actually immerse myself in it, to understand it, it that's that's part of really incorporating it into my life but we'll we'll get on to some listener questions actually because I think that's really important but one of the things I had done is I'm normally quite active on Instagram I do Instagram stories a lot where I do ask me anything so just do the question box and you can ask me anything and I try to respond and I hadn't been doing that many because I had been doing other things and a few people had messaged me are saying are you okay you've been very quiet on here and it wasn't deliberate, but then I responded and said, oh, actually, yes, I've, um, I, I'm, I'm exhausted after the meditation course. And quite a few people said, hang on a minute, that makes no sense at all. Why are you exhausted from having done a meditation course? Is it because you have to sit cross-legged with, with your back straight? And then I realized that I'd done a pretty poor job of explaining what we do during the course. So partly because I don't think it's my place to really give the detail 
of the course that's obviously their the London Meditation Centre's role is to really tell you what happens because they'll get it right but I can tell you my experience and one thing I just want to let you know is that you do not have to sit on the floor with your legs crossed with your back bolt upright in order to meditate far from it we all sat in chairs and the only thing you have to do is close your eyes and the only guidance when it came to and this is how you'll do it when you do it at home people is to have your back supported you are not to recline or lean back when you meditate and I'll come on to that a little bit because it is relevant to a listener question has been sent in for this particular episode but that wasn't why it was exhausting and again I feel a little bit uh, I feel like maybe it's not well I'm, I'm going to try and explain my understanding of why I was tired So when you're meditating and you achieve this state of deep rest and it's been proven that the body, when you look at it under um, in clinic, in labs, um, and you look at what's going on chemically and biologically within the body during meditation, it does achieve this very deep state of rest that's deeper than sleep. And the way I interpreted it based on what I interpreted from what Gillian said is that essentially if you have struggled with sleep or if you have had lack of sleep for whatever reason and then you start to meditate it's almost as if your body let goes of that stored up fatigue that you have you know you know sometimes you grip onto the bad stuff that you shouldn't really grip onto but you kind of hold onto it better the devil you know in a way and so my fatigue really was quite something like the first night I think I got home got through the front door sort of ate in a trance and went to bed immediately and I was pretty much the same for all for the rest of the course but it was the only thing about my lifestyle if you like that had changed for those four days I hadn't been doing anything else excessive I I had started a, a, a new fitness program but I deliberately knowing that they said oh you might feel some fatigue I had Uh, top loaded my week so all of my workouts were done so when I went to the course I was not doing any workouts or anything like that and so for me actually it was evidence that something was shifting it was evidence that there that meditating was doing something so I wasn't thinking Empress New Clothes I was actually thinking well yeah I'm doing this and I I feel tired in a way that I haven't felt before like really tired like jet lag tired and also I have to say it's seven days since I finished the course and I am still sleeping like a log. Like the depth of my sleep is without doubt so, 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 so deep. And I'm laughing because I have a habit of, um, I have a habit of waking up in the middle of the night. And because I'm so used to waking up and then not getting back to sleep, I used to do this thing where I would turn on my phone and play a podcast with the sleep timer on to keep me company and last night I started a podcast about three times (laughs) because I think I woke up twice but instead of waking up and staying awake I was waking up to go to the bathroom or have you and then literally falling asleep immediately because I wasn't hearing any of this podcast but it's such a sort of muscle memory so I must stop um, doing that with my phone but anyway that was why I was fatigued it wasn't because there was anything physically taxing about meditating it wasn't because there was anything physically taxing about how you sit or whatever we did in that that course it was because I believe that when you are meditating and you are achieving that deep deep state of rest your body reacts and responds by releasing the valve that maybe had stored up some of that fatigue that 
the body had sort of I don't know stored away for whatever reason who knows but that again it was it was evidence to me that it was working so I was pretty delighted and I must say it took I'd say it took until the middle of the week for me to think oh yeah my energy levels are back up again like I I did definitely feel it so it had nothing to do with sitting or what anything that happened on the course but I wanted to get to listen to questions because there have been quite a few about meditation specifically and one of the questions that came in was about meditation and ADHD and those who are neurodivergent and its benefits now Gillian would ask Gillian about this but she's actually been on a retreat this week and I haven't wanted to disturb but I will ask her this or I will email her office and ask but um, essentially the people who've asked have asked about whether there are benefits for people with ADHD or people who are neurodivergent um, because meditation would seem like the kind of thing that they may struggle to do and I found a couple of interesting articles one on mindful.org and one on insighttimer.com that I will paste into the show notes um, and the insight timer one's quite interesting actually because it's audio tracks for people to listen along to and there's uh, tracks for people who've got ADD for people who've got ADHD and for people who, who are experiencing brain fog. And what it's what seems to be the case is that there are benefits, but it just might be that your way in might have to be like wriggling a key in a lock a little bit because it might require a little, little bit of strategy to really get there. So that's something that, thank you for everyone who's emailed about that. And I hope that those links uh, are interesting sort of first reading, if you like, initial sort of dip, dip a toe in. And if I can speak to Gillian and anyone else before the next episode to get a more specific answer about that, then I will. Um, this leads into uh, what I was saying about you have to be propped up, your, your back has to be supported when you are meditating. Because I very much, like a lot of people who messaged in, have been guilty of getting comfortable to meditate and then falling asleep. And uh, loads of people sent messages that, that were like this, basically saying, I used to subscribe to Headspace or Calm or whatever it was, but I always fell asleep. So I've canceled my subscription. I really like to nap. And that's actually, I find that really relaxing. <laughs> I can relate. I love a nap too, although I'm trying not to, because actually one of the things that Gillian said on the course is that napping can actually make your system much more sluggish. Um, so uh, side note, since I started meditating, not a nap in sight. Anyway, so I really understand this and this does go into the how you sit. So when you sit to meditate, you have to have your back supported. And I must admit, uh, the explanation that we were talking about on the course was if you are in any way reclined or anything like that, you can, your body, your brain just goes, oh, sleep, we're going into sleep. And so rather than getting into that restful meditative state, you sleep. So that can be one of the things. So if you have maybe deleted an app or you just think every single time I fall asleep, it could just be that changing your seat, sitting position, and it doesn't have to be glamorous, sit, on, a, on an office chair with your hands in your lap or whatever it doesn't have to be a sort of meditation setup with a candle burning and any of that kind of stuff it can just be very very sort of relaxed you can sit on a train and do it um Gillian was talking about how she has sometimes meditated on a train and also how she has people who've been on the course who will will know that they've got a 25 minute train journey so that's when they'll do their meditation put their ear pods in or their headphones on with no sound, but just just so they don't look like they're they're asleep and um, 
just meditate. So you can you can look like you're just having a bit of shut eye on the tube or the train and still be getting the benefits. But maybe if you are having that experience of falling asleep, it's because you are lying down on your reclining and maybe that's the thing you need to tweak. Quite a few people said that they felt their brain was too busy, so they thought that they were doing it wrong. Now, I can only speak from the experience having done this course of what I learned on the Vedic meditation course, but a busy brain does not mean that you are doing meditation. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wrong. So again, that's another thing to rethink, but with the big caveat of it depends what kind of meditation you're doing. This Vedic meditation uses a mantra, so that gives you something to focus on as it were. Um, So I can't really say whether a busy brain, if you're trying to do another type of meditation, would be a problem. But I would say that with Vedic meditation, I don't believe it to be. And actually, to that end, let's talk about the different types of meditation. Because if you go online, (laughs) literally, it'd be like the five different types of meditation. And below that, it'll say the nine different types of meditation. And then underneath that, the 15 different types of meditation. So there are lots of different ways in which you can meditate, I would expect. Although I would imagine that in recent times, we have begun to assign the word meditation to activities that might not be pure meditation but that's a whole other episode uh, to talk about um, wellness and what goes on there but from what I can find there are generally there's zen meditation which is the one that follows the breath this is an ancient buddhist practice there's the mantra so vedic meditation uses a mantra and that's to achieve a deeper state of meditation There's transcendental meditation and these, uh, if you were to learn that, it would likely be one-on-one from what I understand. Um, And that's to achieve inner peace without concentration or any kind of effort. Then there's also yoga meditation. Kundalini is aimed at strengthening the nervous system so that it's better able to deal with stress. So if you are somebody who feels like you're a little bit you're not as bulletproof to the world as you would like to be. That's that's what uh, Kundalini uh, is is designed to help with. There's also, again, if I say this wrong, I apologize, Vipassana meditation, which is to see things as they really are. And it's a self-transformation through self-observation technique. And it's uh, a type of concentration to analyze aspects of your life with the intention of with the intention of transformation. So if you've ever heard somebody say, I was dealing with such and such and I went and meditated on it, it could be that that's the kind of meditation that they are talking about. 
Then chakra meditation, so that's aimed at keeping your chakras open. So I'm sure you've seen the posters with the chakra from the brain down to the groin, and I think there's seven of them in between. It's about keeping them open, aligned, and fluid. Block chakras are things that you do not want. And this type of meditation is aimed at opening them up, aligning them, and keeping them fluid. There's Chagung, which um, looks a certain way. Um, you probably, if you've watched Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze, you'll know exactly what it looks like. But um, it's an ancient Chinese practice involving harnessing energy in the body by allowing energy pathways to be open and fluid. And those are meridians. And actually, a few years ago, pre-COVID, I hate saying that, sort of a few years ago pre-COVID, but there we go. A few years ago, I was doing uh, yin yoga at Yoga in central London. And there was an incredible teacher there who would talk about in this position, it's just holding these, these particular positions and sort of lots of twisting. And she would talk about opening up meridians and what kind of energy you were releasing. And it's, but it was genuinely one of the best types of yoga I've ever done. I really felt like I got so many benefits from it. So, um, uh, I, I think there's a lot to be said about something like Qigong, any of those sorts of practices that uh, open up the meridians. And then there's things like sound bath meditations. So that will be using a bowl or gongs or other instruments to create a sound or create vibrations that can help focus the mind, but also relax the body. So I think the thing to take from this, as much as I'm here talking about the Vedic meditation class I took, and obviously I really enjoyed it, I had a positive experience of it so I want to share that because who doesn't want to share nice things that happen to them as much as I do want to do that I also want to talk about all of the other types and actually it wasn't until I really started picking at it that I understood there are lots of different ways and actually they can look very very different they don't have to be still they can there can be movement involved you don't have to be sitting with your eyes closed in silence there can be sound involved so that was actually really quite it's quite it was really wonderful to learn that actually. And to that end, what it, in answer to a lot of questions that came in to the Facebook group, it really emphasized that meditation can fit into your life if you, if you find the thing or the type of meditation that's going to fit into your schedule. So for example, sound bath meditation. If you go onto Spotify and just type in sound bath, you will find hours upon hours of sound bath meditations or sound baths that can just allow you to chill out and zone in to those particular sounds, vibrations, etc. That, that they talk about. It's so easy. You can do that um, on the train. You know, you don't need me to tell you how you can do it. But the fact is, it doesn't, it doesn't involve a mantra, it doesn't involve silence, doesn't involve any kind of um, self-analyzation or anything like that. It can be a sound bath meditation. So it doesn't matter which technique you choose. It really doesn't, but it's about finding the one that works for you. And that's what 12 Habits is all about. It's about finding the way into these habits that we know have these benefits, but can sometimes feel inaccessible. And knowing, I think, that there are different types, uh, whether you want to do one-on-one -on -one with a Transcendental Meditation Instructor, or whether you want to do a course in Vedic over a few days, or whether you want to just open up Spotify, or whether you just want to get more out of an app. And just even by knowing that sitting up straight and with your back supported might mean that you're not going to fall asleep. Those are all hurdles that may have got in your way that now you can just leap over like a gazelle. And another thing uh, that people have been asking is about the time. So with Vedic meditation, it's 20 minutes twice a day. A lot of people have been saying that's too much. 
I can tell you personally, I haven't found it a challenge to incorporate it into my day. And I'm going to tell you how I do it. And that is as soon as I wake up, I open the curtains, I fluff up all of my pillows and I, I put my tracksuit bottoms on and I get back into bed and I sit with my with my pillows propping me up so I'm sitting upright and immediately um, immediately I start my meditation 20 minutes and you don't have a timer that goes bing 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 when you hit 20 minutes I use the stopwatch on my watch and every now and again I'll just look down and see where I'm at and normally I get to 17 minutes and I look and then I know I've got a few more minutes left. And then once you've done your 20 minutes, you take a few minutes just to, with your eyes closed, to stop thinking about the mantra and just to kind of ease your way out of it. So it's 23 minutes in total. And then I go into the kitchen. I have a, I have a mug of hot water and my espresso and then my day starts. The more challenging meditation has been in the afternoon because when I was doing the course, I was doing the meditation with Gillian and my other classmates but doing it at home has been only more of a challenge because it's like well what time do I do it and it can be pretty flexible so what I'm trying to do is do it in the hour before I prepare my food so before I've eaten I usually go for a walk and then I come back do my meditation and then I cook my dinner so usually it's between six and seven 5 30 6 and 7 kind of time depending on how hungry I am and what what's been going on in the day and what I'm doing in the evening but that's the only thing and equally uh, we trouble we did troubleshoot that on the course it's like what if you've got a big thing in the evening well then just take bring it earlier the idea is you don't want to be doing it too late because even though it's restful it's not a pre-bed meditation because actually it can be quite refreshing. It can actually make you feel quite energized afterwards. So it's not the thing to do to get you to go to sleep. It's the thing to do to kind of make the most of the rest of your day, if you will, to kind of get that second wind. So a lot of people have been asking about that, but equally people have been saying that seems a lot. Can I just do five minutes? And there's plenty of research out there that has shown that just five minutes of meditation a day, whichever meditation you choose to do, is enough actually to help clear the mind, improve the mood, boost brain function, reduce stress, and get ready for this one, slow down the aging process, and support a healthy metabolism. So if you only have five minutes, but you can do that every single day, then you're not going to be getting the diet version or the mini version or the free version. You are going to be getting an effective dose of meditation or the benefits that meditation can give you. So there you go. Now, let's talk about one of the bigger questions that has been coming up time and time again, which is, I can't do a course because geography prohibits, but I would like to know whether I could do an online meditation course like the one you've done, Emma. Is it any good? Are they legit? Are they available? Well, here's the thing. They are available. I think pretty much every business adapted to offer their service online in the last two years, let's face it. So I did a quick Google search and I found so many meditation centers, not just in the UK, but in the US, all over the world, who now offer the choice to do in-person if you can and with COVID precautions in place and to do them via uh, live streamed courses or via online Zoom courses. So they are available. It's just a case of looking for them. 
in your area and there's no uh, kind of general meditation council so it's not like you can go to a hub and put in your postcode and find the one nearest you you just have to do a little bit of searching but pretty much every type of meditation that I've gone through in this episode had a type of online learning portal available so if a course does seem interesting to you but of course in person seems a bit much then just know that the online zoom live streamed courses are totally there and totally accessible if that's something that you want to explore so that covers everything that does it does it does it does it does it let me just double check does it cover everything oh somebody else asked about adapting can I meditate whilst I'm brushing my teeth or running for example and Gillian actually talked about that in the episode just saying if you're trying to achieve the state of rest then an activity in conjunction isn't going to get you there so I just wanted to cover that one off in this episode but I just recommend you listen to the podcast with Gillian because she really explains it far better and she's heard all of these questions a million times so she has the most thorough robust and accurate answer um, if you're interested about that and that I guess would apply to any type of meditation that um, even all of the ones that we've described even though they all kind of have a different taste flavor and look and feel about them I guess it would apply to all of them so we only have two more episodes left for meditation so if you have any questions if you want me to delve into anything else in particular then you better get your skates on and email me thebeautypodcast at gmail.com as soon as possible because uh, we'll be on to habit number two before you know it or you can dm me on instagram and twitter where i'm at emma guns or join the facebook group i love hearing from you there are lots of discussions in there there's some lively ones in there today and um, there are some great chats so if you want to suggest a habit and get your fellow thousands of your fellow listeners talking then um, join the facebook group the link is going to be in the show notes i will put the links to everything that i mentioned here today in the show notes including those links to the adhd and neurodivergent um, articles about how they can work with meditation and the uh, uh, audio tracks for people who are neurodivergent and how they can benefit i'll put those links in the show notes but it has been a pleasure to spend this time with you thank you so much for listening i will see you on the next one Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.